What's what's going on here? Oh. <laughs> Why has this happened? She said? It's too far in. Oh. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pelosic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hello! Hi. Hi. Okay, our movies today are... <laughs> um, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah? I'm okay. Long day. Yeah, but you had a long day also. I mean... It was just... It was... It, look, hey. Welcome to the Complain cast, am I right? All right, we can move on. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's just... When the... I feel like I've complained about enough stuff now that people are like, this guy's a bad father. No. But, but there's a thing when the, when the school decides on random days where <laughs> they're not going to have school. Yeah. That you have to figure out. Like, like if it was just like, oh, I'm, I'm not working, then it'd be great. Oh, an extra day with the kids? <laughs> oh, let's go have adventures. Whatever. Yeah. But if I have to work, and then the kids are home, and then it's like... Because, yeah, you're still working from home some of the time. Sometimes, which yeah. is a privilege. Not everybody gets to do that. No, yeah. There's a, you know, hey, um, uh, you know, but there are a couple days a week where I get to work from home. Yeah. But then it, it, it just, it, it, uh, it, my, I, I don't do well with, like, my brain divided in half in that way. Mm. And then both halves are... Uh, I should I should look into a therapist. Probably. <laughs> this yeah. is not the place for this. Yeah. No, no, but I know what you're saying. It, it really throws a wrench into the works when it's like exactly. they're home and, you know, we don't we don't have childcare right now. And yeah. uh, there's also still the added aspect of there's not a lot we can do because they're not vaccinated. Now, right. oh. the older one has her appointment. Yep. Um, We're getting so, there. So there's, a, there's light at the end of this horrible tu- tunnel. The younger one... Is not five until March. So, right. uh, so either hoping that they're going to bring out that toddler vaccine before then, or, you know, March is not, not that far away, but, uh, pretty far, but yeah. So light at the end of this, light at the end of the tunnel, disgusting, awful, right. But them going back to school fire. has been so lovely for them, yes. for us, yes. just a wonderful, like, like so good to see them back at school. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the school's like, not today though, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, well, and, and this week it, the older one, it was three days home, so right? Because election only had day, two days, it at and school. then two days where they were just like, no school these yeah. days for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, have kids. It's great, guys. It is great, a magical <laughs> thing, honestly. But you know, it just it's all good. Everything's good. It was just a, it, so I'm a little tired, and I feel like I was a little stressed out today. That's yeah. all. It's the end of that. Yeah. That's it. Well, get ready to relax and talk about some movies, baby. How many movies? Two. Two movies? Yeah, we watched two movies this week. We did. 
Um, this week we watched Rent from 2005 and Friends with Benefits from 2011. That's true. Yeah. Should we start with your favorite? Okay. Rent. <laughs> okay. I wanna... Hold on, hold on. Let's intro it and then you can go off. Go, go off. off, King. <laughs> um, okay. Rent from 2005, directed by Chris Columbus. The IMDb summary is, this is the film ver- <laughs> It's a bad IMDb summary. Oh, my God. This is the film version of the Pulitzer and Tony Award-winning musical about bohemians in the East Village of New York City struggling with life, love, and AIDS and the impact impacts they have on America. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good IMDb summary. Me, oh my. That's a terrible summary. Um, it doesn't tell you what year we're in. It doesn't tell you um, that it's based on an opera. Right. That's a weird, that's a terrible summary. Terrible summary. Um, so this is, but this is Rent. Uh, if you are anywhere near our age, you know what Rent is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was a very popular musical. Right. The um, Hamilton of its day, yeah. which was what, the early 90s, mid 90s? Yeah, it was, yeah, early 90s because, oh, I don't have all of the dates, but it takes place in 89. 89. Yeah. Um, and it, it's very clearly a product of the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um the subject matter and everything. But yeah, I think it came out early nineties. Yeah. So the, the musical, did. musical the film yes. is, as we said, from 20, 2005. So yeah. that is a weird thing where like, well, we'll get into that part, but I want to preface yes. by saying just because you made a joke about my, that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like rent at all. No, you do not. Um, but I went into this with an... I've seen the movie before when it came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Went with you. Mm-hmm. Um, not by myself. And <laughs> That would have been weird. Uh, I did go into this viewing with an open heart mm. and an open mind. I don't love just like coming in and being like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, totally. And there's things to love about Rent, you know? And I... Especially a thing like this where like it's beloved by so many people who know their shit. Yeah. I'm not trying to come in and be like, like, it's actually bad though. <laughs> um, but it is like not a thing I enjoy. <laughs> and it's not for me. I love that. You know? Um, just as a musical, it's not my favorite. Yes. So, 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 Rent the Musical is based on uh, La Boheme, the the opera. Um, we saw La Boheme. Yeah, we did. Um, I don't remember much about it. <laughs> it was the Baz Luhrmann production. Yes. It would have been the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I remember it, it, like, I remember leaving going like, that was really cool. Yeah. But I don't know that it, I really connected with sure, the opera yeah. of it. But, um... So it's based on that. Uh, you've got Roger and Mark and Mimi and Angel, Joanne and Angel and Colin. So you've got this whole kind of um, motley crew, if you will, of bohemians. They, uh, they're poor. They're artists. They're struggling in uh, 1989 in New York City. Um, yeah. I a mean, lot of them have AIDS. Yeah. Like, fair, fair I don't say facetiously. I know yeah. that was like a big thing. In what Team America, where they did a parody oh, yeah. of it, <laughs> everybody called Everyone has, has AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Um, but and so I feel like that kind of 
colored the cultural, you know, zeitgeist around Rent for, for sure, a while. For sure, But they, it is a thing where a lot of the characters have AIDS. Yes, well, and, that, and that's a lot of what it's about, uh, Jonathan Larson. Uh, so I think some of the reason uh, Rent really got very popular is that tragically the man who wrote it, Jonathan Larson, died before the day before uh, its off-Broadway preview. Right, um, right. Legendary so, kind yeah, of so it ca- mythology. That, yeah, so that I think combined with um, the contemporary subject matter and the kind of uh, contemporary musical theater feel of it really like skyrocketed this musical into just like obsession levels immediately. Right. I don't know anything about Broadway, so I'm not trying to expound, but I, but just thinking of the little that I do know, it feels like this was a new thing at a time when Broadway was Phantom and Les Miserables and Cats and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a contemporary thing about contemporary rock musical, rock musical, but a big, a big musical mm-hmm. about a bunch of, artists with AIDS. Right. You know. You've got, you've got uh, multiculturalism and, yeah. and, uh, homophobia and, right. you know, so it's, it's, it's a portrayal of New York city in a way that actually represented New York city at the time, as mm-hmm. opposed to a lot of what was happening then and what continues to happen now where it's like, wait, there are black people <laughs> in New York city. Yes. There right. Are. Right. It's not um, all at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so, you know, it has a lot of great things going for it as a musical. Um, And then what was so fun about the movie is that they got almost all of the original cast back. Now, there were, there are two, I think it's just the two of them, Joanne and Mimi. Joanne is the lawyer. The lawyer. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I think there's, there's two roles where the women, basically both of them, well, actually, so Daphne Rubin Vega, who originally played Mimi on Broadway, said both that, one, she didn't look like she was 19 anymore, because okay, Mimi's well, supposed to be 19. She's not the only one in the movie. <laughs> she would have been in good company. Hold on. Sorry. And uh, also that she's preg- she was pregnant at the time. Okay. Uh, and then the woman playing Joanne was like, I'm I'm too old. Uh, and, and that's the rumor. I don't know what actually happened. Right, who Maybe knows? something else happened there, but that is the rumor. So uh, you've got two other women playing those roles. You've got Rosario Dawson playing Mimi, the 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and... Tracy Allman. No. <laughs> Hang on. Hang we'll on. We'll get there. Vamp, vamp. Uh, Hang on. Uh, seasons of looking shit up. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it doesn't work. Tracy Toms played Joanne. Tracy Toms played Joanne. Um, they're both phenomenal. Okay. So, so yes, 2005 film. I'm all over the place, you guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're excited. Film. Go for it. This is Rent. <laughs> this is your time to shine. 2005 film. They got the original cast back, which was really cool. Side note, I got to see the original cast right before it closed because I got tickets right before Whoa. it was like closing on Broadway. And almost all of the original cast was back. Or I think uh, maybe it was just... Roger and Mark were back. Something yeah, like that. Something it was like very that. cool. I saw it right before it closed. Is the point. <laughs> um, and which is funny because before that I hadn't seen it right. on Broadway. So, anywho's, we're talking about the movie, not Broadway. Um, so, yeah. So, I think one of your biggest issues with it is that they got the original Broadway cast and these people don't look young enough for you. Now, the one thing that I want to point out okay. is that Mimi is 19. The rest of them are in their 20s. 
Yeah, I know. Mid twenties. I know. It, and why? And so I going into it was like, oh yeah, yeah. They all like look really old. It's mm-hmm. all like whatever. And watching it, I was like, you know what? Hard disagree. I think they all. Maybe it's because I'm old now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they all look. I think they all pass for whatever age they're supposed to be. Right. Which is just young-ish right. in New York City, like, don't have their shit together. Like, it's not... Yeah, I They think, don't actually say how old the, any of the rest of them are supposed to be. Right, but it's a different thing if Roger is 21 versus if he's 35. Like, a guy like that... And you think being, he reads 35 in that? Yeah, but also, you're telling me that my biggest problem is the age thing, and no, it's No, no, I said one of your problems okay. with it is exactly what I said. Okay. I, I, um, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't that bothered by it this time also. I think you're, you're right mm. that it's like not a huge deal, especially after Dear Evan Hansen, where you're like, <laughs> which is also <laughs> was an interesting side note. Um, Dear Evan Hansen directed by Stephen Chbosky, mm-hmm. I think is his name, who, um, who wrote the screenplay for this mm-hmm. and who, so that is, I guess it's not interesting. All right. Oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> no. You were saying you think there was more. <laughs> I was like, oh, you better make up a good end to this story. Cause she's not buying it folks. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, uh, so just to finish off, I really, I actually really like it. I think yeah. it's, they do a really good job of, We've talked about it before. Trying, taking a musical from the stage and, and putting it on film is very difficult. And I think they've done a really lovely job with this translation. Yeah. Um, in that, so Rent is mostly sung through. On stage, it's almost fully sung through. Right. Um, and they played with that a little bit for the movie. They took stuff and turned it into lines, mm-hmm. um, which was funny well, because right, yeah. because I, I'm watching it and I'm like, why do I know every line that they're saying and it's because I have memorized I've long memorized the music right right um and it's also like a fun exercise in like who's good at speaking these lines instead of singing them yeah right um I thought that I felt like there's enough space between when these people would have played it on Broadway to making the film that they were able to bring freshness to it. Yeah. Cause I think that was one of the biggest problems with dear Evan Hansen is that he's, he's so close to playing Evan on Broadway that he just did what he does yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah. And that was a huge problem. And I didn't feel that way with this. It didn't feel like anyone was, um, performing for the back. Right. Um, and what else? What else? What else? <laughs> I thought it. I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, like as yeah. far as like looking like New York and you know whatever. Yeah. And some of it was in New York, and some of it wasn't in New York. Right. And you can tell. I mean, I didn't. I thought it actually that was that was a problem I had with the movie. Mm. Look to to the uh, thing I wrote down that I think is not that is good and is like yeah this is this is exactly what it needs to be is mm-hmm. that. This is a movie made for people who like Rent. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is exactly how it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect. I don't... My problems are with the source material. And not like criticisms of the source material, but just like it. Does, the source material isn't for me. Mm. But the movie is a solid... It's, you know, Chris Columbus who did like... Who is a solid person. Yeah, a solid like, director. Like not... Not... Doesn't set the world on fire for me personally, mm-hmm. but like did a great job with home alone, did a serviceable <laughs> job with the Harry Potter movies that he did and then did rent. 
And, but all of which is to say that like my criticisms of the movie are like, yeah, these are criticisms of the movie, but I also think the movie does a good job of translating it to the screen. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my criticisms is that the parts that are shot in LA on a soundstage look like they're shot in LA on a soundstage, Mm -hmm. especially the exteriors, which I think is such a missed opportunity for like when they're hanging on the balcony and they're, and the big things I get that that's a lot easier to do when you're in a studio because Mm -hmm. it's these huge scenes with a lot of people on the streets of New York. Right. And I also think they have the added uh, monkey wrench of the fact that it was New York City in 1989, which yeah. is very different from New York City in 2005. Right, would have made it more expensive because it's period, totally. Like, right, like it's just, you've got to, it just looks totally different. Yeah, I get why they did it, but it, in the movie, there's a couple scenes that are shot on the street, mm. of the real street of New York, like street the street of New York. The, sh- the, real, the one street. <laughs> the real streets of New York. Mm-hmm. A couple of kind of smaller scenes, I think, and maybe um, I'll cover you. Is that it? Where, with Collins, with Collins and, and Angel, Angel, and they're they're in the park when he gets the coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is, I think, in a in a real New York City park. Mm-hmm. But there's but the stuff. I just I always remembered that the stuff like at the loft and on the outside of the loft looks like a soundstage to me, mm. which I think for a movie that's supposed to be like like In the Heights did a better job with integrating that stuff to make it not look as fakey. Gotcha. I think for me. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's not a ton that, to <laughs> say, that I have to say about it. I did write down, I wish I'd never learned about CGI breath. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's one of those things that I never thought about. And then some someone was talking about it, probably you. Like, it was probably we were watching something. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, the breath looks so fake. And I was like. Social network, I think. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like they can fake breath? And that's something I can never unknow. So now it just all looks fake, and that's, it was fake a lot of that's it. That's funny. Um, it looks pretty good in this one. In there's some stuff in Social Network that looks like terrible. Mm. I remember it from Titanic, like it being a big deal that they did the CGI breath in Titanic. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember it from then. Yeah. I, I was purer back then. <laughs> um, I, I I did write down. This entire show is in my brain. Every yeah. single part of it. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that's just in there mm-hmm. forever, I think. I mean, you know, like I just know every word, know every inflection, yeah. know every harmony, know like I, it's which is just like. When you watch the movie, do the little differences oh, yeah. get to you? Yeah. Well, the I mean, and the biggest difference is that they sing, they open the show with Seasons of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the opening of the the stage show is, is Mark singing about his film. Yeah. Um, which works on stage and doesn't work. I shoot without a script. Yeah. And doesn't work for a film. And I love that they did that, but it is like a weird thing in my brain where I'm like, no, this doesn't belong here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but it works. It totally works. Um, and I actually think it's kind of cool because they so they they open the the film with seasons of love. They're all just standing on the stage in a line singing, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of how it went on in on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a neat way, I think, for them to be like, 
just accept that we're about to do theater in a film. Right. You know get, what I mean? Like here it, it is. Just get into it. Just don't put Come along with this journey. Exactly. Like, and I think it's like and I think it worked really well. I feel like it really like eases you into Yeah. Hey, I'm about to watch a musical uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a really nice way. Um what else did we, we watched um a little night music did the same. I feel like yeah. that's a thing that they do sometimes where they're like the curtains up and then you're in the movie kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um Jesse Martin. Yeah. So listen, they all sound great. Again, it's film, so I'm sure there were tweaks and what have yeah, you. But, but like, it didn't sound like there was too much. Um, the only person who sang live was Adina Menzel for the only thing to do is jump over the moon. Yeah. So she sang that live. Yeah. Which is very cool. Cool. Guys, Adina Menzel, she's good. We talked about <laughs> it last week. <laughs> she's really good. Yeah. Uh, Everything else was not live, but also didn't sound super like auto-tuned and tweaked to me. Right. Which I feel like I have a pretty good ear for that kind of thing. And it, yeah, it no, bothers I mean, me and it all sounded really, really good. These are the people who sing these things. So it's right. not like right. they don't but, have to tweak them as much probably. Right. But then you've got like Jesse Martin who like his character on Law and Order had to get injured so that he could go shoot Rent. Oh, that's So funny. that's what he was doing. He was on Law and Order. Yeah, that's funny. So he wasn't like... On, you know, at the time. Yeah. And he just, I'll cover you reprise. Yeah, I know. Just, he literally goes, live in my house. And I'm like, and I'm weeping. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. And yeah. I can't, I can't. I love, there's a, I love, um, there's a lot of like little songs in Rent that I really love. Obviously, you've got all the big numbers, uh, yeah. La Bohem and Seasons of Love. And like, yes, sure, fine. Um, take me or leave me. Yeah, sure. Fine. Um, but I love, I'll cover you and I'll cover you reprise. And I love the song that they sing at the support group. Yeah. Um, will I lose my dignity? Yeah. That one. I wrote down AIDS round. Yes. (laughs) It's just, it's like, we're going to sing the saddest, most beautiful Round you've ever heard like, in row, your row, life. Row your boat. Yes, <laughs> and it's just like wow, wow, it's so good, and I love, um, I just love the way they handle that that meeting in the movie. I like it. That's there, great. I said it. That's great. No one's taking it away from you, um, unless we take it away from you at the end of the episode, right, 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 which right. is the conceit of this show. But um, I got some IMDb fun facts. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I wrote this down. I'm not going to fact check it because I think I know what I mean. So I think Robert De Niro was a producer on this and he tried to get Scorsese to direct it. (laughs) And so I wrote De Niro tried to get Scorsese, lol, (laughs) because I think that's really funny. (laughs) Just, I mean, Martin Scorsese has done like, like I haven't, um, like New York, New York, I think is a movie he did that's a, that's a musical-ish or something. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, obviously. Um, so, and I think he has a love of, you know, movie musicals. Yeah. Like, but I do picture him, like, in a theater on Broadway going like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that made me laugh. That's then very funny. The The other fun fact is that uh, Chris Columbus's first film was Adventures in Babysitting. Oh. Also starring... Anthony Rapp. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so that's Anthony funny. Rapp's really good, I he's think. He's so good. He's, he's really, really, really good. good. The, um, Tango Maureen, mm-hmm. he's good in that. Uh, 
I, I like him a lot in this, but also just as an actor. Like, he's on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. You know, I yeah, like yeah. him on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. Like, I'm, I'm always happy to have a musical in movie format so that you can watch it over and yeah. over again. Um, and have it be more accessible to the general public. Like I'm, I'm all for anything that brings musical theater to the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, normalize musical theater. <laughs> um, and I think this is a really good representation of it. Great. Is what I will say about that. Great. I talked a lot. Do you have anything else to add? No, I love that you talked a lot. I, I feel like you're, <laughs> you're a little, um, no, it, I love that you love this. I don't have any, I'm not, it doesn't work on me. Just the, and what again. What is it about the source material? Because, because I'll even say, Rent's not my favorite. I don't right. think it's flawless. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. I think it's, like you said, something new in a time period where things were phantom and cats, which mm-hmm. I don't like. Um, <laughs> so it's like in, in my lexicon because it kind of has to be. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious as to what you, because you keep saying, I don't like the source material. And I'm just curious, what what about it bumps you? Ugh, I hate that term. <laughs> I, oh, see, this is going to, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to be negative about a thing that you love too, too much. <laughs> but f- for me, like, I, it just, for me, it's just, it's so, um, like, earnest and theater kitty. Mm. You know what I mean? And... Uh, I guess the kids call it cringe now. Mm. Um, and I also like, there's something very hyper specific about like, about theater kids in New York city, like slumming it that I get a vibe from you. you like, like I don't, it, no one actually feels poor in rent to me. You know what I mean? Even though they, the show's called rent and they can't make the rent and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's something about it where they don't actually feel like they're struggling, even though I know that's crazy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's like, I think a, a part of it that, that, uh, really like, solidifies it for me for that feeling Mm -hmm. is when I think Collins, who's like the sellout, right? No, no, not no, Colin. Sorry, Benny. Kay Diggs is the sellout. Yeah, Benny. Benny, sorry, I'm so sorry. Benny. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> a formal apology to the estate of Tay Diggs. Yeah. Um, he died apparently. No. <laughs> well, I said the estate. Um, <laughs> so Benny is the sellout character mm-hmm. who like went and took a corporate job and it, it, what is it like cyber dine divisions or whatever yeah I don't they're remember. gonna buy up the building and he comes and says to, he's their landlord like he used to be their friend now he's their landlord mm-hmm. and um he comes to them and says like hey guys like we figured it out like i got a subsidy from they're gonna buy whatever mm-hmm. and your rent is free from or like i you know your rent is covered for now or whatever mm-hmm. and they're at that point they've gotten some money and they're like no we're paying it now Right, but also Benny comes and does that after he put a padlock on the building and took all of their stuff out. Right. And then he comes back because no, Mimi convinces him to do it. I understand, but at that point, they, they, they it's like... I, and then Mark has made some money and says... Right, and pays them. And it's like, I, I think if you're that struggling in the way that those characters are supposed to be struggling, like, you don't... 
you, you take the free rent and you're like, okay, great. Now I have this money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying, but I think there's also the, the point of them is, is, you know, Bohemia and Bohemians and living the artist's life. And so they're not, you know, you can't call someone a sellout and then sell out yourself. I get it. I get it. I feel like that's, it's like too easy or something. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's not, it doesn't, this is, it's like for me, it doesn't actually grapple with like, it, it like the AIDS stuff. And I'm not saying that like it, if for some reason it sounds flippant when you mm. say like the AIDS stuff, Yeah. but the AIDS stuff works so much better for me and more effectively because it feels a lot, uh, realer than like the we're artists and we're like ah, like mm. stuff because that stuff I don't like you know what I mean Got it. and so La Vie Bohème for me which is like the centerpiece of the whole movie mm-hmm. it feels like uh like like just like in your face like look I've read poems and I watch movies and stuff and that's I mean it's funny because this is I feel like a running theme of the podcast mm. is and again, I really got to invest in this therapist, guys. <laughs> but a running theme of the podcast is me, uh, for me anyway, because mm-hmm. I feel like it, there's many running themes that have to do with both of us and our journey <laughs> together. Uh-huh. So I don't mean to make this about me, but it is like me realizing, like, um, coming to terms with some pretentiousness <laughs> and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think La Vie Bohème strikes me in in that uh, on that nerve ending of real of just being like in your face about all the cool art that we like mm. and I'm, and like you're lame because you don't like it or whatever and it's like i don't know i just don't like it i don't like the vibe gotcha. i wouldn't want to hang out with these people and i don't like them <laughs> great <laughs> you asked <laughs> i did i did um also, I feel like a funny thing that we should mention. I said I probably I said I wasn't going to mention this, mm. but is how often we do the Simpsons joke, yeah, around the house, yeah, and it's from a later Simpsons episode, not later now, but like yeah, like probably like season ten <laughs> or something <laughs> where we're like oh late period Simpsons, um, but it's like a I think it's a behind the music parody, and Homer has gone to like star in. Rent two, on yeah. Broadway or something. I'm not remembering it well, yeah. But the only thing I remember is that he he's starring in Rent two or something, and he comes on stage and he goes, "Where is the rent? rent. I, I must have, have the rent." rent. <laughs> and we like say that all the time around the house. <laughs> anyway, oh, you know, I there's a moment uh, that really got me. Yeah. And I'm got you in the fields. Got me in the fields, and it was. Uh, Angel's funeral. Oof. Spoiler alert. And again, super earnest, like, you know, it's a funeral. It's fine. But, (laughs) but, um, I wasn't, but there's a moment that really resonated with me and it was, uh, Mark, who's Mm -hmm. Anthony Rapp, Mm -hmm. is talking about Angel Mm -hmm. and tells this story and gets Angel's pronouns wrong in the story and corrects himself. Yeah. In a very, like, I don't know. There was just something about that performance and the way he, like, corrected himself. Yeah. And the way that, like, it didn't feel like a big deal. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't quite know what it was. Yeah. But that performance was really good. And 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 I, like, felt a twinge of something in my heart. (laughs) 
Like the Grinch. <laughs> Felt a twinge of something. Nice. Um, great. Sarah Silverman's in the movie? Sarah Silverman is in the movie. As Alexi Darling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like Rent. Uh, is it available? <laughs> you can watch it right now on HBO Max. I love that for all of you. Go watch it. Enjoy. Yeah. Have a little, have a little weep. A little have weepy a little sob. Enjoy. Um, great. Hey. Question for you. I'm listening. All ears? All ears for this cue. What's the connection? WTC. What's the connection? <laughs> um, well, interestingly, I, t- I did a little research and it, I was looking up something on IMDb trying to find the connection and I found the name Al Cerullo and I was like, is that an actor? It did not, it did not uh, list who that was and I was like, oh, okay. I guess this guy Al Cerullo was an actor in both movies. No, wrong. Mm-hmm. Al Cerullo was a helicopter pilot who worked on both movies. <laughs> <laughs> who piloted the helicopters for the helicopter shots. But also, mm. uh, Rosario Dawson, who plays Mimi, starred yes. with Woody Harrelson, who's in Friends with Benefits, mm-hmm. um, in both Zombieland Double Tap, ah. sequel to Zombieland, and the movie Seven Pounds with Will Smith. So Seven Pounds, what's that? I don't know. All I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be batshit crazy, but I don't remember what it is. Cool. Great. Our next movie is Friends with Benefits from 2011, directed by Will Gluck. What a name. I am to be summary. A young man and a woman decide to take their friendship to the next level without becoming a couple, but soon discover that adding sex... Only leads to complications. Ain't it always the way? Ain't it always the way? Pretty clear from the title what it is, which is yeah. nice. Now, we mentioned this last week, but... We did. The, the second it comes up, I confuse it with No Strings Attached, starring Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. Yeah, Which I think... we, Which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. I've only seen this one. I think that one is supposed to be like considered the better of the two. Really? That's what I've heard, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, cause I don't, I don't think I've seen No Strings Attached, mm-hmm. but I feel like I started to watch it and I was like, I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> give um, me my friends with Bennies. Give me my friends with Bennies. Um, it's like, um, Deep Impact in Armageddon and yeah, yeah. Ants and A Bug's Life yeah, and yeah. Volcano in Dante's Peak <laughs> and No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. There's only so many ideas. Yeah, so we own this because I bought it. Sure. Um, because it's a rom-com. We've got Mila Kunis. Yeah. We've got Justin Timberlake. Yeah. As the titular... Tit, nope. <laughs> as the titular friends with benefits. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is them. Uh, and I do remember being like, oh, it's the Sync guy. Yeah. Um, was yeah. This would have been after or right around Social Network, right? When he was he was like. I don't remember going, when Social Network happened. I think it was around here, okay. twenty eleven. Sure. Pretty sure. Um, but he was like, "Oh, I'm an actor now. I'm an actor now. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, he's actually pretty good in it. I think he's like totally fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think of this movie? 
<laughs> what do I think? I don't love it. Um, you're not a big like rom com guy. I guess that's true. Like you're not. Again, it's the it's the it's too earnest. It's too like like I eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. This like pretend like. Especially if if it's like a little fun, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know? Am I making any sense yes, at all? I think I'm so. not speaking in complete sentences in any way. No, especially <laughs> but, if it's a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's not just like straightforward rom com, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, this is like you know, we've got a we've got a New York City gal, and she's real tough, and yeah. her mom's a mess, and she's kind of a mess, and yeah, you know what got I mean. Family stuff going on, yeah, and, and it's just a little bit more than just like da, 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 da. yeah, it's, um, yeah. And I think in in our generation, like Judd Apatow came in mm-hmm. and kind of owned that space for a while. But there's so many other good movie. I just watched, um, which I know you've seen, Sleeping with Other People, the Jason yeah. Vegas and Alison Brie one. Yeah, I love that. It was one. very much like this. Yeah. In tone and feel and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um I I just didn't love it. Like not <laughs> you know, the jokes like it just didn't land f- for me. Like it's all about is it funny? Because the plot is fine. Right. It's, so seen- so basically, um Mila Kunis is a headhunter. She gets she lives in New York, Justin Timberlake lives in LA and works for like a gossip, like TMZ type magazine. She brings him in to run GQ's online department. Right, art director. Yeah. Um, And she's like very good at her job, but also they clearly like have a, have chemistry when they first meet in a very like friendship way, I think in the beginning. Um, and then one night they're drunk and they're talking about how, you know, she's both of them are pretty like unlucky in love. They get drunk talking about how much they miss, miss sex and how they wish it could just be like chill. Yeah. And they decide to have sex with each other and that works out. Right. Um, and then uh, there's obviously a moment where she falls in love with him and he is in love with her but doesn't know it yet. And he's introduced her to his family. And then there's a literal flash mob moment because well, yeah. this was in a time of flash mobs right. you guys this is such a time stamp <laughs> yeah like 2011 culture mm-hmm. you know we're we're at the point now where you can start to realize you know you have to get a little distance from our time to realize what the the culture of it was and the fashion and all that stuff mm-hmm. for i do at least mm-hmm. and um Watching this, it was like, oh, 2011, baby. Yeah. Like, there's an extended cameo from Sean White. Yeah. If you don't know who Sean White is, like, <laughs> welcome. Um, he was a popular snowboarder at the time. Yeah. He does a fine job, but it is so funny that it's just, like, yeah, Sean White, America's snowboarding sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, he was, though. Yeah, no, he was. I yeah. know. It, totally. It, totally. Um, and I feel like that became a pretty popular thing, the cameo of this, like, weird person Doing something that's so out of that what their persona is. Yeah, um, playing themselves, playing a heightened version of themselves. That's such a go-to comedy thing now. Yeah, and it, for sure. You know, exactly. Yeah, just saying what you were saying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, like, there's flashes of a really funny movie in here, and I think the people who wrote it know what they're doing i just think it got it feels like it got flattened at some point Mm. but like there's stuff that really made me laugh um 
especially towards the end, like when it became clear, like when there's a running joke about how Justin Timberlake can't do basic math. Yeah. (laughs) And he's trying to figure out six times three at one point and he says 92 or something like that. And it's really funny. And there's also a point later on where he, um, he gets really scared of a helicopter and says, helicopters don't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like in a very, he's like terror, terrified. Yeah. And that stuff is so funny. And it got me realizing like, Oh, he's stupid. (laughs) And there's like a very, and like if they had gone hard with that of like, he's like, you know, not like make him a complete moron, but just play up kind of that. He's a pretty idiot or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but there's flashes of like funny stuff in there. There's also spe- speaking related to the last movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is shot on location and yes. looks like New York and, and does. Lo- look- and it's New York and LA. Right. Yeah. And part of it, part of the whole appeal of it is to, is trying to make New York look as cool and happening as possible. Yeah. It's one of those movies where you're like, Oh, this looks amazing. You yeah. Know? Um, and they do a good job of that. I thought that was cool. Like the, yeah. you know, it just felt like it was shot on the streets. So yeah, good for them. Yeah, and um, there's also a funny uh, movie within a movie. Yes, with Jason Segel and Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. Yeah. There we go. I got it. I got it. I got there. Mm. Woo. Um, and you know, it's it's. It's what they're watching the night that they decide to sleep together. And she's like, I love it. It's a rom-com, blah, blah, blah. And it's all, like, stereotypical. And he's pointing out all the flaws in it. And uh, one of my favorite things about it is because when he, one of the things he says is they're supposed to be in New York and it's clearly shot in L.A. Yeah. And the 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 last scene is in Grand Central Station, and it's clearly not Grand Central yeah, Station. Right. And then they like go outside, and there's a horse and carriage, and they're like pulling off, and there's palm trees. Yeah. And then Jason Seal just goes, "Look, it's the Empire State Building." <laughs> and then Rashida Jones goes, "The Statue of Liberty," and it just makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, it's a meta joke about <laughs> yeah. the location it's, thing, which is so, so funny. It's so dumb, and I just I love it. Um, I also love, um, I love a funny sex scene, Mm. um, both because I like humor Mm -hmm. and (laughs) because, because I think, I mean, (laughs) and not to get like too serious or put too much like weight on fucking friends with benefits, but, um, sex can be funny. Like real sex in real life can be funny. Like it's bodies are weird. Weird shit happens. Yep. And sex can be funny, and I think it's important to show that in a in a normal setting. You know what I mean? And show that like sex is weird and funny, and it's okay, and you can keep going. Yeah. And I like it's just one of the things I really love about this movie is that the there are a ton of sex scenes. Yeah. Um, and all of them except for one, the one that where it's like, oh, they're both in love. That one is more stereotypical. They're much more covered. Yeah. It's a lot. It's very like music playing and eyes are closed and blah, blah, blah. And But all of the sex scenes leading up to that are very funny. Yeah. They're really great. It's just, I think it's great. That's all. Do you, I have a question <laughs> for you because I think it's important for a movie like this. Okay. Do you think Justin Timberlake is hot? Mm. I think he is, um, yeah. like he is a pretty person. Yeah. Um, he is also 
a sex symbol, an established sex symbol at this point. Right. From being in a boy band. Right. Personally, I'm more of a JC girl, even though sure. I think he's terrible. But <laughs> looks-wise, <laughs> looks wise, uh, Mr. Timberlake doesn't super do it for me. But okay. I think objectionally, ob- oh my God. <laughs> you okay? No. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm not okay. He's hot, yes, <laughs> is the answer. Okay, cool. <laughs> do um, you not think he's hot? Well, no, I don't. I mean, I don't. I it it's I, he doesn't. There's nothing like sexy about him to me. Mm. Like he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a person who has had sex. Wow. Ever. <laughs> wow. You know, but you know what I mean. Like he's like a person who's very nice looking, mm. but that's different from like a person who has like sex appeal. Yeah, I think he maybe has a different kind of sex appeal. Like, he doesn't strike me as super... I mean, he was in a boy band. Right. And, you know, he is no longer a boy. He is a man. But uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Okay, like, it's weird. not... Like, when you're, when you're kind of... Um, and not that they were necessarily boys when they were being hypersexualized. That sounds very weird to say, but... Uh, you know, they were younger. Yeah, sure. And that's a different kind of sexy, quotey fingers. Yeah. Than like a ma- a very manly like. An Oscar Isaac, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Those pictures from Dune. Holy shit. You gotta watch Dune, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, anyway. but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Justin Timberlake in Friends with Benefits versus Oscar Isaac is like a right. different. But again, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. Exactly. It's not for me. Right, I'm not taking. When I asked you that question, I was genuinely curious. I was not I saying know. like, I was not saying like, uh, riddle me this. <laughs> Do you want to fuck Justin Timberlake? <laughs> okay. <laughs> riddle me this. Riddle ben. me this. <laughs> um, I there's also we should talk about. So there's this pretty hacky joke mm. in the movie mm. where, uh. Justin Timberlake's very tough, very manly co-worker is oh also is also gay. And so he it's like, can you believe this guy is gay kind of thing? Yeah, it's and, a rough one. Well, it's a rough joke. It's 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 more like for me, I don't know if it's offensive. It very well might be. Mm-hmm. But it's more like it's kind of like been done than anything else. Mm-hmm. But all that said... It's pl- he's played by Woody Harrelson, <laughs> and Woody Harrelson is so fucking funny. He's so funny, and I, I, I like goes for it. I almost it's disagree like, about the like super manly thing because I don't think it's so okay. So what it is is that it's, it's it's played by Woody Harrelson, and he's just he's very he's immediately like like within the first thirty seconds of lines for him, you find out that he's gay. And that Justin Timberlake is like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. And he's like, are you sure? You know, and it's just very it's it all. I think it all has to do with the way that he's playing this character. Yeah. In someone else's hands, it could have been this kind of like overblown, like I'm a man. Right. But I'm gay. Right. And that's not what it was. It was just this very it's so hard to explain. He's he's just like coming at it so energetically. Yes. Um. Cause so it's not aggression in a testosterone way. Yeah, it's aggression in a uh, 
energy way. And in a just, I am, let's go suck some dick. Yeah. Like, that's, like, his whole thing. <laughs> and it's, he's so funny. He's so funny. That I kind of, I came around on that. Yeah, because I it, think, that it was one of the funnest parts of the movie. Even yeah, though you're like, I don't know. About I know, this. and it's like I tend, I te- I fall on the side of, um, it's so funny because most of it I think is not offensive. There's definitely a couple of things where you're like, mm, yeah, the movie not, has a bunch of lines. Don't where they it's, say the R word at some point? Yeah, and the movie and, has a bunch of lines where they're trying to be edgy and it's like okay well you yeah you blew it yeah again 2011 right. so put yourself there in the time of flash mobs <laughs> no, and, the, and the r word um <laughs> and it's yeah for sure it's like one of those things where it's like oh i want you to be better but um but i think it's okay to enjoy that performance because he's it's very funny it's it really very is. it's like a little off the rails and very very funny um You've also got funny um, cameos in the beginning. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Andy Samberg and Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah, as the girlfriend of Justin Timberlake's character and the boyfriend of Mila Kunis' character who break up with them in the beginning, um, thus demonstrating their kind of, like, messy uh, love lives right. so far. Um, Emma Stone is really great. Yeah. And it's like, the I think what it was is that Will Gluck also directed Easy A. He did. Yeah. Um, so that's why Emma Stone has a cameo in this. Because yeah, it totally. feels, at that point in 2011, it's like, was Emma Stone a thing yet? Yeah. And, like, super bad had happened, and Easy A had happened, and, like, yes, the answer is yes, but it's such a weird, like, you're like, okay, yeah. I guess so. The favorite had not happened yet. La La Land had not happened yet. La La Land, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that was, like, funny, and, you know, you get kind of five minutes of her just being, like, about John Mayer. (laughs) Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Um, It's also funny, it's always funny to me when, because there's a lot of John Mayer jokes in the beginning of the... Yeah. It's always so funny when a movie like this that is, like, such a product, and Justin Timberlake is such a, like, entertainment industry guy, Mm -hmm. um, and all these people are so, for lack of a better word, connected. Yeah. A movie like that that goes after someone hard. I know. Because um, they're just like, they're just making fun of John fucking Mayer for so long. Yeah, there's like a specific line where Justin Timberlake throws shade at John Mayer and you're like. Right. Wait, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I want to be in the room where you had the conversation about like, no, fuck that guy. I hate yeah, that guy. Yeah. But we're doing it. What is the joke in. I have to look this up. Hold on. There's a joke. Pause for research. It's like the joke in Longshot, which is a movie I really like. Yeah. Where they say, it's like a scene with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, I think. Uh-huh. Where they say about Jennifer Aniston, they're like, yeah, I mean, just because you're in movies doesn't mean you're a movie star. Oh, shit. And I was like, that's Jesus. the fucking meanest joke I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> No. And theoretically, you're going to run into that person or right. at parties or something. I mean, maybe I'm just a fucking entertainment industry coward who's like, <laughs> I would never say, but it's so funny. Right. Like, well, it feels like, because it feels like there are there are jokes that are made that are all in good fun and, and you can see the person kind of going like, oh, good one, guys. Yeah, right. But like that joke and the jokes that are made in Friends with Benefits, it's like, I, that's not, you're right. 
Yeah. That's you're mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're mean. Um, um I think for for me friends with benefits feels very disposable. Interesting. Um but I again I do not want to take anything away from you. <laughs> friends with benefits feels is a is a very like uh uh like comfort food movie for me. Okay, cool. You know, it's Great. like the holiday or Oh yeah. Or <laughs> The Duff, which is like not yeah, love a good Duff. movie, but I'm, I'll I'll throw that on anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also didn't talk about our old friend from Cabin in the Woods, Richard Jenkins, who's in this movie. Hey. Who plays Justin Timberlake's father, who yes. has dementia. Yes. Who's starting to, starting to get bad Decline. with dementia. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he does a great job. Yeah. It's it does feel like. Um, I, the, 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 like James L. Brooks, Judd Apatow kind of, oh, we have to make this heavy at some point. Yeah. Put some weight into right, it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, so many of them are like, oh, I have a dead parent or a parent who's dying or a parent who's declining or whatever it is. Yeah. So it feels a little whatever, but Richard Jenkins, man, one of the greats. You love him. <laughs> I heard that. You love him. You love him. No, I love him too. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's great. Um, okay, is it available streaming? F U B O Fubo. Fubo. <laughs> what does that spell? Fubo. <laughs> I still don't know what Fubo. Well, is. What does that spell? Fubo. Fubo. <laughs> um, yeah. You can get it on Fubo. Get it on the foobs. Okay. Was there a blooper reel? Feels like yes, there yes. There's a blooper reel. There's a blooper reel. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it we was were forgettable. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and we didn't say Rent has a bunch of extras and stuff. Yes, like a Rent has thing. a ton of. There extras. was like a two-hour documentary about Rent on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is that leads beautifully into my my problem here because it feels I don't want to get rid of either one of these. Okay. <laughs> um. That's fine. Like I said, Friends with Benefits is a very, like, comfort movie for me, and it's not available, so, like, uh, it doesn't seem like one of the ones that's gonna stick around and be easy to find streaming, uh, and Rent feels like, uh, one, I like it, yeah, you know, but also it feels like, yeah, that's, we, we don't get, you can't get rid of a fucking musical. Like a why don't titular we, musical? I don't care. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I don't. I'd care. throw them both in the garbage if it were me. <laughs> and I, you know, throw away the key to the garbage. I don't know. Mm. But, um, but I don't, you know, I hear you. Why don't we make a donation to like an AIDS organization? Hey. Or, you know, like that sounds reductive an AIDS organization. <laughs> You just keep reducing AIDS all over this podcast. Well, I don't I'm, know why. I don't know why either. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like just to a, that an organization that helps people uh, fighting AIDS. I love that. Living with AIDS. I love that. In order to keep both. Um, I'd be say, down for that. Say it's uh, in memory of, I don't know, or not in memory of, but never mind. I'm going to stop talking. Never mind. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. No, yeah, I'm I'm obviously down for that. Great to keep these two stupid movies that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what marriage is all about. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> it brings me joy that you have joy. Oh, nice. I love that. Great. I love that. Next week. <laughs> Next week. We do not need to pick. Right. Because we're having our second installment of guests, you guys. Right, exactly. Our guests next week are going to be my old friend Joe Garden and Hannah Garden. Joe Garden, who we've talked about a lot. Because yes, Joe Garden of the Joe Garden Memorial Point System. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and he's great and can't wait to talk to him and Hannah about the two movies they selected from mm. our list of DVDs, mm-hmm. which are... True Stories. Never seen it. And I'll Do Anything. Those are the two movies next week. (laughs) Um, Because they're both weird takes on or spins on musicals. Um, And we'll get into it next week. Yeah. With Joe and Hannah. So that'll be great. Yeah. So. Can't wait. No picking. No picking. But those are our films. I'm very excited to, to watch those movies and chat with our friends yeah that'd be great um all right y'all thank you so much for listening especially if you got this far we're dvd deathmatch in all of the places we got the insta we got the twitter we got the gmail we got the world wide web and i hope that you spontaneously burst into song today because it's fun it's fun live your life like a musical that's what i always say DVD Deathmatch <laughs> DVD No, you, okay, I thought you were going to save me. No? No, doing you're doing great. I love DVD Deathmatch, but didn't really work. I found out like halfway through, so. <laughs> great. Um, come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> and see who survives. DVD, DVD Deathmatch, Deathmatch. again my boiling hot minty tea cracking open a cold one a little little heineken yeah yeah (laughs) great gonna be a crackling night of discussion